0: Hey, if you've been following along, you know that last week I did a back-to-school boot camp. It was a free three-day workshop. It was so fun, and I had almost 700 of you turn out, signing up, showing up, and just investing that time together to get to learn more about how you can set your family up for success as you get into the back-to-school season. So I had a great time, and I want to make sure that even if you weren't able to join us, you still get some of the tidbits and tips and tricks that we talked about on boot camp so that you also can use these tools moving forward. Of course, you don't have the workbook and some of the templates and cheat sheets that I provided. But this concept of pairing protein, fibers, and fats at snack is one that I think I could probably talk about for every podcast episode. Because one, it can be really complicated. This was definitely the most like mentally challenging day of boot camp. But additionally, it's just one that has an endless number of applications in our own lives. When it comes to feeding our families, particularly feeding our kids breakfasts, lunches, snacks, and dinners that fill them up. So, I wanted to share a piece from the day two of the back to school boot camp and how I talk about leveling up your snacks or the love it, like it, learning it foods you're offering. Because when we're thinking about what love it and like it foods to offer our kids, we need to have a basic understanding of where they fall from a fill factor perspective. So when we're talking about leveling up some of these love it or like it foods in those that we send in a lunchbox or those that we're offering before our kids head out the door in the morning or, you know, in the afternoon snack when our kids come home starving and we wonder why they just want to keep eating and they're just kind of grazing from, say, three o'clock when they get home to whatever time dinner is. The reason is this very concept and the very thing that we're going to talk about in this episode sharing a little tidbit from day two of the back-to-school boot camp.
1: and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood.
0: So when we think about in the most basic physiological sense, how we get full, it can either be that we eat more volume. So that means like we have to eat more bites or we have to eat more dense options. So fewer bites, but they have like more calories per bite. And so I wanted to show as it's, I didn't put a coaster under it, but I wanted to show a visual because one of the number one things I heard as I was starting the podcast, it was so many of us are visual. So I wanted to bring a little visual today for us as we get started. And that's really just to, you know, kind of demonstrate to you guys this principle of there's volume and there's density when we're looking at filling our ourselves up, filling our kids up, things like that. And so if we look at something like just sports shoes, I may just be thirsty. I may just want something kind of sweet with whatever I'm eating, or just, you know, I don't necessarily have to be hungry to drink it. I would just drink it. But in order for this to fill me up, I would have to drink a lot of orange juice for it to fill me to the same amount as, say, something like a smoothie. And that's because the smoothie is going to have a much more density. I did put some juice in here, but honestly, I often put water because I'm putting so many other nourishing options in here that there's, you know, I'm, I could tell you everything I put in this one today, but you know, there's juice, there's spinach, there's veggies, there's yogurt, there's seeds, there's nut butter. There's so much in here that if I know my goal is I need to get full, like today I did. I didn't drink out of this one, so it didn't look all gross, but I drank a smoothie beforehand today because I knew that it's been a busy day. I knew that I needed to fill myself up really efficiently and I didn't really have time to eat volume. So this wasn't a day that I was going to eat like a big salad that took me a long time to eat. I needed it compact and efficient in how I was eating it. And so I want you guys to kind of think about that today, because if you can kind of consider this visual of the difference of almost like when your kids eat pirate booty versus almonds, if you take one for one, it's going to take a lot more pirate booty to fill them up than it is an almond or something like that. Or if they're drinking something at breakfast before they go to school, if the only thing they want to have is a drink, it's going to take them a lot more orange juice to fill up than it would to, to, of a smoothie, so sorry. I'm going to keep making sure I'm keeping an eye on the comments just in case anything is going on. And okay, so with that, I just want to give you guys a little bit of that visual so that you understand because the challenge that I often see with families, and I know I experience myself, is that as we look at trying to help fill our kids up, number one of the number one things I hear from parents is how do I get my kids to eat either fill in the blank or just how do I get my kids to eat more? Like they don't want to eat a lot. Things like that. And we feel like volume is often what we're after. We're often pushing three more bites or we're often expecting a certain amount of things. And while I go all into the intricacies of portion sizes and kind of what's appropriate and what's nutritionally necessary for our kids, ultimately, we want to think about is that's not our job. Because one, first and foremost, I don't need to see, I'm checking the comments, but it's funny that Lauren, you just mentioned that about a smoothie because I was thinking, I'm like, oh gosh, they're all going to think that I'm going off on another talk about smoothies because yes, dietitians love smoothies. And there's good reason for that. However, smoothies are not the end goal here. So if a smoothie is not a love it food for your kid yet, that's okay. This is not the goal. That's just to represent kind of the concept that I want us to get into. And they are a common suggestion, but for good reason, which we will get into. And that's because if you're familiar with the division of responsibility or this responsive feeding style that I share in the podcast, my blog, in my upcoming course, Mealtime's Made Easy Method, and everything I do and what most pediatric dietitians share is this responsive feeding style that coaches parents in what your role is in the feeding relationship and what your child's role is. And just that concept alone, it's an entire series in the Mealtime Made Easy Method. So I'm not going to go into a deep dive on it here. But very simply put, your job as the parent is what food is offered, when food is offered, and where food is offered. Your child gets to decide if, whether, and how much. So very quickly, we can see that we can decide things like yesterday. What? Those love it, like it, learning it foods. We can decide what foods we're offering. And today we're going to be talking about when. Because what we don't get to decide and what we don't want to be pressuring our kids to do is ultimately to be eating more because their job is if, whether, and how much they're eating. That's not our job. We don't get to dictate how much of it. So if the goal to fill them up is for them to eat more, we're very easily and very quickly overstepping our bounds in this eating relationship. And that can create a lot of problems. So what I do want you to see today is the importance that we have in setting up structure around our kids' day when it comes to when they're eating and paralleling with that what they're eating at those given times. And the reason for this is because oftentimes some of you, I'd love to hear in the comments, actually, if any of you have ever heard this, particularly if you have a picky eater, but oftentimes the advice will be shared and I don't mean to put any bad label on a pediatrician, but oftentimes pediatricians will say, you know, just get your kids to eat, just feed them whatever they'll eat. And so we can kind of fall into these traps where our kids begin grazing and our kids just kind of start eating whatever they want, whenever they want, because the goal is we just want them to eat and we want them to eat more And so the perception is, is that if we just kind of let them get free access to whatever they want, and they get to pick what, and they get to pick when they're eating, and ultimately that triples into where, that ultimately they'll be healthier kids. However, consistently research shows us that kids who have this kind of relationship with food in childhood actually grow up to be less in touch with their hunger cues. And not only that, they tend to prefer and favor you know, or love those foods that are not nutritionally not going to give them as much of what they need. So they're not going to have the variety of fruits, vegetables, full grains, lean proteins, you know, healthy fat, all those things that our goal is for our kids to eat. Kids who are raised with kind of that grazing atmosphere often miss that. And so I want to just walk through a little example, and then we're going to get into kind of each of the three concepts. My oldest, you know, I mentioned lunch times can vary. And so my oldest, her lunch is at 1245. And so by the time she gets home and by the time we have afternoon snack, I know it's about, I know that it's been about three hours since she last ate. Additionally, I know that it's going to be about three hours again until we have dinner. You know, it may be a little earlier, maybe a little later, depending on what our afternoon activities are. And so with this, that should tell me as the parent, again, I don't get to decide if whether and how much she eats. I just get to decide what I should offer, when I should offer it, and where I should offer it. And so with that, it should tell me, my daughter's going to be really hungry. So what can happen is, you know, she gets home from school and she instantly would head to the pantry as most kids would. I know she's starving and she might instantly go to grab, you know, the pirate booty or the goldfish or the something that just sounds good to her because she enjoys it. And as parents, we can often just think they're hungry, they're going to get food. But we have to recognize that they don't understand and they're developing brains. It is not age appropriate for them to understand. That these options are not filling snacks. You're going to see where they fall in. They're not bad snacks. It's not that you have to admit them from your pantry altogether. However, we have to understand it's okay to know that our kids love these foods. These foods are probably on the love it list. Whether they're hungry or not, our kids probably like to eat them. However, what we do need to know is that in order for our kids to fill up on these foods, they're going to have to eat a lot of them, going back to that volume versus density concept. So they're going to have to eat a large volume. And because they do want to feel full, they feel very hungry coming into that snack. They want to fill up. They start eating more of it. But what often happens? What do we do as moms? We start telling them, no, no, don't eat so much. Don't fill up on pirate booty or no, you can't have endless bags of fruit snacks. And then we start dictating if, whether, and how much they eat. Does this happen to anyone? Because I know it's happened to me that when I don't own what, when, and where food is offered, my kids very quickly will start eating a lot of something. And I think, well, of course they are because they're trying to fill up and they don't know what to fill up on. And so I want you to recognize that today, that's one of the things that we're going to work on so that you understand and ultimately as mom and as the nutritional gatekeeper, whether it's you offering any meal or snack or someone else that you can begin to apply this concept so that you can come up with snacks that feel like that healthier choice. Because I know for so many of you, you're saying, I feel stuck or I need healthy choices or I need better snacks or I want my kid to not just want carbs and all these things. I mean, I hear it repeatedly day after day and it's common and I understand why. But we have to recognize some of it is the choice itself. Some of it is we're our kids are trying to fill up on something that doesn't have the density to fill them up. And so that it's going to take a lot more of it. However, we also need to realize it's in our method and the way that we're approaching feeding. And if we're approaching it as they just get to pick one of these foods, which we'll get into kind of as like a level zero or a level one food, it's not going to necessarily fill them up and nourish them for as long as we need it to. So with that intro, I want to go ahead and walk you through kind of how you're going to go about doing this. So even if
2: back-to-school bootcamp is something that you missed out on, I hope that today's episode gave you a little sneak peek at some of the things we talked about. I won't be running the back-to-school bootcamp again until – Next year when we go back to school, however, I am going to house it in t- inside of my Meal Times Made Easy method, just to make sure that anyone who has already had access to the back to school boot camp continues to have access to each of these really valuable trainings, if and when they should find themselves wanting to come back to some of these things that we're asking ourselves and we're trying to work through as parents, not just in the back to school season, but also in this, all the afternoons and all the you know lunches that we're packing and all of the days that we're needing to come up with snack ideas that we can level up to help fill our kids with foods that they'll actually eat. So if this is something that you want access to, that you feel like you need access to, make sure that you are on my email list so that you get all the information as I roll out my new course, Mealtimes Made Easy Method. I've already shared this with the community from the Back to School Bootcamp and the turnout has already been awesome. But I'm really excited to extend it to everyone else so that whether you were in the back to school boot camp or just finding that you still need resources like this and that you want all the tips and the templates that came with this free training, you can find it inside mealtimesmadeeasymethod.com and that'll give you all the information of what you can expect from that course.
1: It has been a joy having you on the podcast today. And if you've enjoyed it as well, I have a quick favor to ask.